This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour Part 2 with Mickey because it was that good. Yeah, we had to bring this fool back just because I honestly had so many more questions. And there is a part two because before he left, and you guys didn't really catch this whole part, but uh, Mickey had to go and ask for fucking permission right now. Like, he literally looked at his phone and was like, yo, guys, I actually got a, I got a dip. And I asked him why. He said, uh, he said he's got to go to the win and ask for permission to go play in a fucking poker tournament. Tell us what the fuck just happened the past what was it, hour and a half, and, and uh, what they said to you? Yeah, so I wanted to play the win tournament tomorrow and the Poker Go tournament on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the win is obviously owned by the win, and Poker Go is owned by Aria. Right. And I'm barred from both. Um, so I was calling to like, see if it was going to be an issue. Like, but a, Poker Go is still a third party, right? Yeah, it's a th- third party, and okay. so is most of the win tournaments. Like, like they're like WPT, WPT uh-huh. like all this, like... So the question is like, where do you draw the line on what is gaming at the win? What is Who gaming has at the authority? Like, does WPT even get to say anything? Because uh, like, obviously, I'd be pissed if I was WPT or one of these gaming companies, and and you're taking one of my biggest players out of the game because you have a vendetta against them. Like, can you mm, mark yeah. up the chain or? So the so for me, I didn't go through like WPT or I I did technically go through Poker Go, mm-hmm. but this is a problem, man. Like, these are all employees. You feel me? And so they're just possibly yeah that's all the their professional order followers right and you know i'm not faulting them for that but it's like they got no balls they don't know how to push anything they don't know how to forcefully job to do that they're not getting paid to do that they don't give a shit they're not getting paid to get the answer yes whether the answer is yes or no their pay is the same right so it's really hard to like navigate this Mm. and a lot of these executives don't want to take my direct call and they have a lot of stoppage points you know like in their office their assistants to say listen prevent calls from getting to me and it's really hard to break through that barrier so i showed up in the win i pulled up right now we've been going on the phone all week and i'm like can i play the tournament or not like what's the deal and uh they're like there's no gaming i was like yeah but poker doesn't hurt you right like if i win the whole tournament you guys still make extra money it's just more money so like where do you draw the lines and it's a third party so nobody gave me an answer i pulled up and i'm like what's good and they basically just sent me around in a circle at the end of it they said bro you're you're banned from all gaming on our premises that's where the buck stops. Wow. And I do believe I can get this overturned, particularly for poker, but I don't being that it's Friday now and I've been working all week on it, I don't think I'm gonna get it done for tomorrow and Sunday. So they so. basically sent you on a wild goose chase and then yeah. told you to fuck off. Yeah, they told me to get lost, basically. Wait, so you're basically banned from the World Series of Poker then? So so it's so interesting the World Series of Poker. So I was banned from the World Series of Poker because Because of, of World the, Series or because no, no, of no. the World Series would Pay to you know pay to have me. Oh, WPT would and Poker Go would. All these places would pay to have me. It's the casinos that they're in. So why? I, I'm curious. So there has to be some type of like 
you know, committee or some shit to go to and, and, and like, you know, talk to them or talk to the, the actual but company. They also mm -hmm. like, besides that, a lot of the casinos just hate me on like a vendetta on a personal level. Sure. They also don't really care. Like in their mind, first of all, they do not exercise use of celebrities. Like casinos are very old minded. It's mostly, mostly old guys, you know, from they're like second generation from the birth of Vegas. You know right. what I'm saying? Like their dads are here with Meyer oh, and Bugsy, yep. you know, oh, so they don't even know. Who is they who? They don't step outside the casino. Yeah, they don't know what's good. They don't even know what's going on. So they don't really care. Like they're like, we don't. You don't mean shit to us. Yeah, that's what the best. That's their attitude. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's fucked. So I can't even play poker. You know, in a lot of these tournaments and stuff. But the World Series thing. So what do you do next? I mean, like I, at this point, it's like I, at what point do you get? Like you have to. I'm sure you're you're as frustrated and and. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease you know, tired of just constantly being put through the ringer. Like mm -hmm. for me, if I get put on a wild goose chase past the second person, I, I start pulling people by the collar. Like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? Mm. You know, I, I, you've got much more patience than me just to be respectful enough and say that, you know, I, I'm curious, where do you go from here when it comes to, I wouldn't say striking back because, I, you know, I want to see offensive, but really you probably playing the defensive. What's the next move? Well, what I've been doing in like, the like the interim is I've been playing like private games. I play a lot of private games, mostly in LA, some in Vegas, some New York, some Miami, some Kansas. So when you say private games, you're talking about like you know people you know privately organize something at a house and they have you know so people some coming in there yeah, net worth and yeah, sort of like that, sort okay. of like that. Yeah, like for example, you know, like we played here in the studio on the, on the table out there. Sure. Like you guys aren't gonna stop me from playing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um. Everybody's yeah. money's welcome. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's like that, but. Basically, yeah, private games. Um, and I, yeah, you know, I, I said this two years ago again in that first ever interview I did. I have a couple of plans that'll bring the casinos to the knees. The thing is that they're not overnight, you know, these plans. And uh, sure. I wouldn't say that I'm that far possibly from uh, to activating or, or being prepared to, you know. Okay. But but it, they're big big plans. They're hard plans. They're very challenging. Sure. Um, these are massive corporations mm -hmm. against me. Monsters. You Public know? companies. Yeah, so it's it's quite an ordeal. It's not just like I couldn't, and even you know, like I couldn't just like go to the owner's door and be like, "Hey, man, let me in." You know, let me play, and he's gonna be like, "Okay." <laughs> a lot of barriers, in. dude. Yeah, and a bureauc the 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 bureaucracy part of it is crazy because people don't really understand. You know, once they once you have like a stigma attached to your name in Vegas, all the other casinos kind of follow suit. You know, if one casino reports you, you're 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 pretty much getting in that little book that that everybody has. So. Mm. I feel like that that that's probably got to be the hard part breaking out of that stigma. I mean, I don't. Have you ever been challenged at the tables before? You ever had problems like this? 
I don't gamble enough for them to even care about me. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Sean, Sean's throwing down a $100 chip yeah. or something. You know, like, yeah. fuck, I lost 100 bucks. I'm out. Yeah. What's the biggest uh, poker hand you've you've played in and also seen? Poker? Poker, Poker yeah. specific? Uh, well, there's different, uh, I would say, like, median pot sizes, depending on the stakes of the game. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing, like, a 1025, like, the bigger median pot sizes you're going to see is, like, 10K a pot, which is mm. a pretty big pot. Theoretically, there's some outliers that go above, but like as far as like the upper level, that's a lot. Then if you play like 100, 200, then you're probably considering a higher median level like 30 to 50,000. If you're playing like uh, 200, 400, 800 or 500, 1,000, which is about the same, then you see like a lot of at the high end like 300 to $500,000 pots. Mm. And then beyond that, you're – not too far over a million dollars a pot, but it's not like there's usually there's usually not like one particular one. It's like this is sort of the range of of the bigger pots. And I, so I would say if I had to give you a straight answer, maybe a million and a half bucks. So you've had a million dollars of your own money in one hand. Well, let's. It depends how many players. So I feel it, like that's an accumulative. Like, yeah, accumulative. A, a couple so, people. Oh, so if it's like yeah, heads yeah, up, yeah. it'd be you know maybe you're putting up 200 g's he's putting up 200 okay. g's he's yeah. putting up 200 g's okay. you know what i'm saying yeah. that's still crazy though yeah. it's still fucking bananas anything over 10 bands is, is <laughs> enough for me to be like yeah. very nice i played a pot on tv that was it did technically hold the record for biggest televised poker pot in in poker history it was 1.6 million dollars yeah it it also did got it did get beaten recently uh from eric person's million dollar buy-in game they had like a one point nine million dollar pot that was played i think it was uh roble and um antonius i think okay but uh even my 1.6 which before that held the record it was i think three ways so it was three of us and there was four in the last moment someone folded so a lot of his money was burned in there it was 1.6 but there wasn't technically 1.6 because once he folded the biggest stack Right. was only eligible for 1.6 right. and i was like and me and the other guy had less so, right. so maybe it was like uh eight hundred thousand dollars still bananas so, still yeah. nuts what about uh what's the most you've won in, in a background session my biggest single win ever was eleven million five hundred twenty six thousand on one flip no no oh one and then session. Cumulative. okay yeah, cool session. i was about to say like bro you're nuts <laughs> one session they won't let you bet the odd. No, I, I wish they'd let me bet that much i used to fight with them to get me to bet a million dollars what's hand. your minimum I don't have a I don't have a minimum. I'm saying bet. like when, no no I, your, I, my, your minimum bet or your I'm sorry your I, max bet your like what do they so, allow you to bet in Baccarat? Well, they used to, but it used to be three hundred thousand. Uh huh. Uh, but I average bet I average about two hundred fifty thousand a hand. Oh my, my exact God. average is that's two, a house each bet. Yeah, my my actual <laughs> Las Vegas average bet is two hundred forty three thousand dollars exactly. Holy but what shit. casinos can you fucking do that at right now? Uh, <laughs> what's left? Sort of none. The only casinos. Do you gamble downtown at all? Like you hit fucking I, I circa. Can't, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. And I can't hit circa. Yeah, Why? Yeah, banned. God. Damn, MGM bro. owns circa, right? I don't think no. MGM circa's owns, independent. The D. Okay. No, the circa is owned by the D. Okay. And I'm banned by all D. I'm so where can you gamble D. in Vegas? Sort of nowhere. Wow. So how do you gamble in Vegas? I sort of don't. Are you banned in LA too? No, I'm not banned in LA. There's just limited gaming. There. Wait, back the fuck up. Why the fuck do you even come to Vegas then? What's the point? <laughs> I don't come anymore. What do you mean? Yeah, what I'm saying. What's the point? <laughs> I haven't like, been there's here no in a while. point to fucking be here ever. I'd be so mad all the time. Like, Can you eat in their this. restaurants? Only some. The wind will let me in, which is how I went up, pulled up on them today. They'll let yeah. me inside. Okay. They're happy to have me. You know, they they gave me a limo to go from one door to the other door because I don't want to walk to my car. Okay. You know, so like they'll let me in or whatever. But uh I could eat at the win, but only certain casinos. No MGMs, I can't even be in the That's park. That's like eighty percent. Casinos, yeah. MGM. Jesus. Yeah.
no Caesars, no MGM, no no fucking uh, resorts. No resorts. What's left? When? Nothing. No, can't I can't. Think... I can only be at. That's what I'm saying. That's all. That's yeah, only that's left. Anything. Jeez. Yeah. I'm 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 low key flabbergasted. Because... <laughs> no, nah, like, where do you go from there? Like, low key. I, if if I'm in your position. I'm either doing one of two things. I'm hiring like some type of legal representation to try to like fight this fight the good fight type bullshit. Or I'm just like a hundred percent anti Vegas and I'm just gonna pray that I meet like an exec one day and fucking kick the shits or, you know, yeah. get somebody's email contact explaining them the situation and just get, you know, God mode hit on me. But like, Or maybe just buy a casino myself. Ooh. Sexual. Tell me more. Wink wink. Okay. I like Would that. your gambling strategies work on online casinos, you think? It's hard to tell. I have um, I have a lot of evidence on the lack of regulation, and there's no sure. control, and there's no oversight. Have you played on any of these sites? Only a couple of times okay. because I was curious. So what you know, the setup is. Yeah, what, what their setup is. You know, Did how you much... play like the live book, or you played like the, the bullshit one where it's like a well, computer-generated one? Well, the Baccarat and the Blackjack. You know, they have like live dealers. That's what I'm saying, yeah, like yeah. the live dealers. Yeah, yeah, I've done that a couple of times like secretly privately because i'm not here i don't want to say it or say the name because i don't want anyone to think it's publicity i don't i'm not here to promote a casino sure. they, i don't care about any of them you know except um, his own yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah i played in it and um i don't know i saw immediate mathematical improbabilities mm. that would make sense because there's no tell. regulation i'm just I, I won't name names either but i do know that one of these sites has extremely um let's say infavorable odds to the point where it's it's 100 a highway robbery and you don't even know it i told all i i know the owners of almost every online casino mm -hmm. and i told all of them the same thing they all want me to you know the way steve will do Endorse it, it right. yeah they all want that because it's great my, money my, it's great advertising yeah my conversions would be the highest conversions they ever easy. had from a single marketer easy yeah easy your yeah. following is is detail oriented it's, to that specific demographic the literal so demographic yeah. that's my point is yeah. it, it would a to b yeah so i told all of them the same thing i said um i said i'll do it but only if you also let me live stream me coming in and checking the integrity of your games Mm. And, and they said no. And I'll tell you what, uh, so far they haven't returned a contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. And again, half that is not being filmed in the States either. You all know it's like all yeah. overseas. Right. A lot of these are being filmed in different countries that have different regulations. Mm. And, yeah. and then again, if, if you don't know the certain bylaws and the, and the you know discrepancies that are hidden within you know how they operate their business, you're getting fucked regardless right you're getting fucked i don't make money on social media you know we spoke shortly about it. i don't make money on social media i don't make money from people losing money i don't make money from my fans being heard i don't right. make money on any of that so for me to go and market these casinos just because they offered me a fat bag and i know that it's harmful to my fans shows you have very, integrity bro it's very uninteresting to me shows yeah. you, have integrity. you could have made millions more than just millions yeah i mean there was Easily endless millions, bro yeah. we just talked about this whole aiden ross situation Facts. guy's getting 100 million and look what he's doing all day yeah you know and i i could have made a lot of deals i could have accepted a lot of offers and i didn't because i didn't appreciate their products or their service or lack of integrity or or what damage it can do to my fans and and uh, i'm not really interested in that but uh but i do want to know sean how mm. to make actual money on social media because i never made a dollar on social yeah. media that's that's definitely your area i mean the hard part you already did which is getting views, getting eyeballs. There it becomes Building easy. A brand. Just email brands, get in touch with the right people. 
get sponsors. You've already done the hard part. I mean, bro, I have like a, a, about a billion views on the internet. Yeah. And I've still never made a dollar from anything. I don't understand. You need someone on your team that is a brand partnerships manager. You need a good PR, like a good publicist, low-key. Yeah. That's, They'll that's bring honest. deals for you. Facts. You, she'll had... literally just look you up and down and be like, all right, this is your demographic or this is what you fit or this is whatever your categories you fit in for the brand's sake. And then go out and directly attack them. Like basically what my agency will help do, a lot of artists or celebrities, influencers, is that we'll match organic brand, like organic partnerships with brands because I'm not trying to hit somebody up and be like, yo, use this fucking product that you've never used and you'll probably never use. I'm trying to hit you up and be like, yo, what are the top three things you spend the most money on? Mm -hmm. What? Oh, you fucking go through gallons of toothpaste every month? Bet. <laughs> I'm going to go hit up Crest. I'm going to go hit up uh, I've tried, like gum though. companies. I, I've, I've talked to people that claim to be that PR person. I've claimed to people that be that, what do you what'd you call it? A, a Brand partnerships? Yeah, I've spoken to people like that. Never once has anybody came through. I've mm. never made a dollar on this. Wow. Uh, I have a billion views on the we'll, internet. We'll connect that... you with some guys. And again, it's all about finding the, the we were just talking about this with Brandon. It's just yeah. about finding organic partnerships, bro. You can't, you you have to surround yourself with people whose best interests are not just for their own outlook. It's it's for you and for the betterment of the surrounding of the team. You know yeah. what I mean? And so when you bring on guys like that or you bring on people that they don't need the money. That That's one thing that I've always noticed when it comes to great business. When I do great business with people, I realize 10 out of 10 times, I don't need the money. They don't need the money. But we both realize that not only will this make us and a lot of other people money, but it's something that can be done only through a, you know very few or select people so yeah. there's a niche there i'm like okay cool this is something that we can go in and exploit Let's if you want it. if you want to help me with that when we're done here i'd love you. to we got you. We got you. that's easy yeah. i want to touch up on the drug stuff because you're completely sober now but prior to that you had a huge drug addiction how did you get out of that and what advice would you give people struggling with that this is my least favorite topic why oh my god tell us why so uh yeah we, we'll we'll touch on it and then skip a stone don't worry yeah yeah so I, i've been uh completely you know straight edge and all for seven and a half years i don't cur i don't curse i don't drink sugar i don't sorry, eat sugar I'm a fucking pirate I, no sorry <laughs> I, I bro i have more curse words tattooed on me than you'll probably say in a week i know i have the f word tattooed twice just on buddy, my fingers i just said fuck wow. like three times in two sentences like i don't think you're even listening you're like <laughs> I'm telling you. phased out from head to toe, I have curse words tattooed on me. My whole stomach, you know, is... I think fuck was actually one of my first words. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, so I don't curse. I don't go to strip clubs. I don't make transactions for sex. I don't eat, drink caffeine. Wait, 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 back up. You don't go to strip clubs. Why? It's just It was just part... I, I used to live a very disciplined life. I felt that uh, I was, like, um, developing a belief about women from the time I was spending in a strip club. And then... Uh, projecting that belief on all women, and I thought it made it very challenging for me to have wholesome relationships or healthy relationships with women. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Wow. I was never going to expect that kind of answer to come out of you. I'm beyond impressed. That's deep. Beyond yeah. impressed. I don't take Advil. I don't... Um, I only drink water. I don't uh, do a lot of things, and, and drinking and drugging is some of the things I don't do. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's been like seven and a half years. And uh, I was always very like, no Advil. yeah, yeah, no, none of that. I don't even take vitamins. And I know it's like, oh, vitamins are good. I have my reasons. I just don't. I don't need an, an outside substance to make my body up, down, left, or right. You know, mm. it's going to heal itself stronger on Natural. its own. Yeah, than it will sure. with, with chemical substances. I love that.
Yeah, I fucking love that. Yeah, so uh, it was always so private about it. Like, you know, I had a girlfriend. She lived with me for three years, so we dated for a long time. And for the si- up until the six month, the, it took six months of her living with me to even figure out that I was sober. Because most people are self-consumed. So even if all three of us went out, let's say five nights in a row, and we went to a bar all nights or a club, whatever, all five nights, we're going to get bottles, and you're going to offer me a drink. I'm going to say, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. And you're going to forget. You're going to turn to the next person, offer them a shot, have a shot, and not even realize I said and no. ask again. Yeah, and, ten, and I'm going to say, I'm gonna say no ten times, and you're never going to really realize. I'm going to do it every night. And at the end of the week, you're never even going to realize I turned down a shot 100% of the time every single day. Mm. So nobody really asked me. They just, if they ever thought about that, like, oh, he's just not drinking tonight, or he's driving, or he don't want to drink, or don't, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I was always very anonymous about it, and I liked that. I thought there was enough things about me that people could judge or, or challenge or make difficult in my life that I need, didn't need to add another one, that I used to abuse substances. You know, I didn't mm. think it was necessary. And I think with that, you know, with that No Jumper interview, again, I specifically, when I said Adam pick one thing, I said specifically, do not mention my sobriety. I want to keep that to myself. I've kept it so close, and I only will share it if I think it's going to help somebody else. Mm. And that's how I lived my life up until that interview. And again, I wasn't PR trained, and I felt like I lost control. I said a lot of things that I rather have kept private, sure. and you know, and uh, I didn't. And um, it had a lot of consequences, some good, some bad, some indifferent, but... One of them was like now that it was public information that that you know I kind of a weight off your shoulders. I have to feel like no, I thought it was a weight on because now everybody else wants to ask me about it. And really? I don't act like it doesn't happen. Yeah. But I feel like listen, and again, you you just said you know a second ago if you feel like it's going to help somebody, well shit. I mean, how can you tell how many people like if this podcast gets a million views and somebody listens to your story and's like, you know what, dude, that's the shit. That's what I want. Like I'm gonna fucking turn that light switch that we talked about. I mean. You never know. You really don't know what 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 scenarios are, are gonna are gonna arise from just telling your story. Mm. Yeah, but I just feel like there's other ways. I I tell my story. I used to. Uh, I mean, I I actively participate in a twelve step program, and I share my message quite regularly, and I give back, and I sponsor hundreds of i have hundreds of sponsees and grand sponsees and great grand sponsees and i'm very active. I was a circuit speaker before the pandemic. I I do H and I. I don't know, five times a month. So I'm... now you're fucking PR trained. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem? You know this. You know, you I, I give whatever help I can to those struggling with, with sobriety, but it, I think it's all like setting based. And I don't know if like an open platform. I do believe that it is a very private thing. And I have a mm. lot of friends that also go through, that are going through and go, have gone through sobriety. And I guess really for me, it's more of like a, to each his own. You know, each yep. person has their own chemical imbalance or balances and and they know what's right for them and and i feel like to be so severe or so against it you know like if you want to be sober i support that that's great i don't think that that's something you should go necessarily go around and preach to everybody that's like it's a time and place i think it's also corny bro i see people post like we do recover my one year chip and i'm like suck my dick like this is corny that's 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 for attention yeah you and i both know the difference yeah you and i both know the difference i'm like bro like you were being an attention whore you know alcoholics and addicts are attention selfish you know the restless irritable discontented they're selfish self-seeking dishonest you know that's who they are embedded that's who they are inside 
lie to them and they work the 12 steps to prevent them from continuing to be that way. Mm. And they use drugs and alcohol as a solution. They go, I hate myself because I am so selfish and self-seeking, et cetera. How can I feel better about me? I want to numb these feelings. And then, then they start consuming drugs and alcohol and they go, this is working until that becomes its own problem. So by working the 12 steps, you become less selfish and self-seeking and dishonest and et cetera. And there's much more to it. It's much more expansive than that. But how are they going to then recover and then literally go back to their faults to discuss their recoveredness, you know, being attention seeking. Like that was the problem to begin with. Social you know? media, that's the true addiction, brother. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, it's my least favorite topic. I'm sorry. All right. Respect, <laughs> respect. All right. So let's we'll, we'll we'll segment into our last little jump here. We'll go into uh we'll go into foods. How about that? I was gonna say girls, but you wanna go into girls food. or food? You that's a coin flip. You How pick, about that? I don't care. All right, we'll go for half and half. Okay. <laughs> you you hit the girls' question. All right, I'll hit the girls. I've seen on some interviews you said you were a sex addict. You participate in I orgies. didn't use the word addict, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. You participate in orgies. Yeah. But then I've also seen a side How of you where you said here? you're in a committed relationship. Yeah. Where are you at now? What does that have to do with one or another? Well, well <laughs> I'm with you, bro. That was a great moment. <laughs> I know plenty of guys that are married or in committed relationships that do fucking Crazy stuff. Crazy shit. I wouldn't even I couldn't even dream about. Okay. I really coun't. I've had but teach his own. I've had fifty percent of my relationships where we were in, in a a real relate you know, like how monogamous. you said, like, not monogamous, but we were together, okay. but we were uh together experiencing, you know, really wild sex things, group and and et cetera, you know, whatever it was. And the other fifty percent <laughs> Yeah, right. right. And, and then the other fifty percent were more monogamous and traditional. And I've experienced both, and I think they both work depending on where my partner is at in her life and where sure. I'm at in my life. Sure. Um, I've been with my girl for two years. Uh, we met like in a group sex setting. So in the beginning, that's how the activities we're in. And then she said, I'm no longer interested in that. I just want to be focused on you. Are you okay with that? But sure. you live your life. And I said, yeah, that's cool. So basically, it was like a one-sided open relationship. It would be like the very layman's terms. It's it's much more deeper than that, but, but that's the layman's terms, right? Okay. And then like nine months ago, I was on like my last like little orgy tour and I just was very uncomfortable with mm. uh, how I felt inside. I wasn't happy. I was just, um, I just wasn't happy. I didn't, it, it didn't make me feel the way I wanted it to make me feel. And I was in such a high stimulated environment. It was been like a two week tour or so. And I said, this must be the problem, right? Like this is what's driving this internal um discontentedness and mm. uh i said i'm done and i called my girl and i said hey like i've been for, gone for two weeks i've been doing this and i'm not interested in this i don't like the way it makes me feel i want to give all my attention to you and and work on our next chapter of our relationship just one-on-one -on -one. and she goes i'd love that mm. and so it's been about nine months we've been doing that okay. and uh you know what will what the fuck is a sex tour <laughs> well um you know i have um friends mostly that are females that live all over the world that want to engage in um high stimulated sexual environments i love the way he's so pr trained now <laughs> you hear the way he's tiptoeing around this because i would have been like i got bitches all over the world i'm trying to smash you dig yeah i mean i i know <laughs> a lot say of it like that though i know a lot of women that want that want to engage in these environments the thing is it's hard to find a group of people that are all like-minded because it's it's such a vulnerable environment 
you know, for you and them, and most of you are strangers to mm. all experience each other. You're most vulnerable with your biggest insecurities. Mm. And, you know, and there's so many personalities. And when you're in a relationship, even if it's uh, completely plat uh, platonic, let's say you and I, right? There's going to be things I have to learn about you that you like or don't like, and I like or don't like. So now imagine doing that for 10 people, but at your absolute most vulnerable, and there's no room for escape. Mm. You know, so there's women that want to engage in this, but it's hard to find the right environment. So usually when I come into town, I'll say, Hey, I'm going to create this environment. It's like a safe space. And this is our intention and they'll engage and they don't all live in LA. They don't all live in Vegas. They don't get to see me a lot. So in this last tour I did, we started in Maryland and then we moved to uh, Atlantic city and then we went to LA and then it ended in Vegas. And I think we had plans to go out other cities, but it was during Vegas when I said, I don't like the way this makes me feel. Yeah. I want to go mm. home. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You want to touch up on food? I don't even fucking remember what I was going <laughs> to ask this man after that. That just took a whole journey of its own. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit. Since you can only have a very limited, you know, variety of food in Vegas, uh -huh. you know, due to the fucking casinos, where do you like to eat? What's like the pop-up spots for you to hit? Bro, shout out Jesse Ray's. You guys ate at Jesse Ray's? No. You don't know about Jesse Ray's. What is that? The barbecue? Bro. Shout out Jesse Ray's. That's number one in Vegas. Okay. Right. Whoa. Number yeah. one? Bro, I'm telling you right now, check this out, bro. I'm from the South, so be careful what you say around <laughs> here, bro. I lived in the Bayou, bro. I lived in Louisiana. I've lived in Mississippi. I lived in Biloxi. Okay. I've lived in New Orleans. I also know- What's this cat's name? Jesse. The owner's name is Mike. It's named after his wife, Jesse Ray. Write this shit down. What are you doing? Bro, <laughs> I have taken all of my friends that are from the South that know real barbecue, I'm sure just like you, to Jesse Race, mm -hmm. and it will blow you out of the water. Is this the one that's oh. in North Vegas? They just moved. It was. You it know, was in North Vegas, and they had like an outdoor area, and then you had to like walk through a little line and get it. Or no? No, you know, you know where Dipped Auto Works is. Their old one, I do. Their their newest, I believe it's their newest spot. It's literally across their. Jesse Ray's old location is literally across the spot from Dipped Auto Works' okay. new location. But they just moved. I forget the address, but. Definitely go check it out. That okay. would be number one. And it's not a fine dining. Like, it, you're going to get Doesn't messy. Doesn't need to be fine dining. Yeah, you're, you're going to you come in with a white t-shirt, you leave with a brown shirt. You know okay. what I mean? I but it's that. fun. It's a cool spot. And it's that. the best food. Jesse Ray's. We're okay. going now. We're going Bet. Yeah. yeah. And then also, you guys know, uh, what what's that truck that does all the parties? They did Sh Shawnee Styles party. They do my parties. Mm. Gosh. What, the uh, the Milkshake Wasted. Okay. Milkshake Wasted. Again, I don't eat sugar, so so I slightly have to defer this one. They cater all of my events. They make those crazy outlandish milkshakes where they have like donuts sticking out and cotton candy five feet high yeah, up. Yeah. It's called Milkshake Wasted. It's family owned. They ha they do it all out of a truck. They are the nicest family in the world. Absolutely, I've only got ten out of ten ratings from anybody who's tried it. Somebody get me a fucking. <laughs> somebody get me a phone. Oh man. Yeah. Those would be my food Sean, this is what they're fuck. We're doing hibachi. This motherfucker's doing milkshakes, bro. What's up? Step this shit up. Let's go. <laughs> I haven't had a good milkshake in Vegas, bro, actually. You know what? Actually, the 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 only real milkshake spot that I've been to is the one at Venetian. Mm. Uh, what's that place called? Black Black Tap. Venetian. He's probably Black banned. Tap, right? Uh, I'm definitely banned. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, fuck. Oh my guts. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, look. I I wanna I wanna. I want to focus on you for the closing statement here and and you know out of all the topics that we covered you know what would what advice would you give to guys kind of upping their uh social media presence or you know beginning their journey on you know become becoming an influencer 
Bro, that's a really hard one for me to answer because I also am learning. I started social media out of pure boredom. I was actually encouraged by some of the owners of casinos. They were like, your story's cool. People mm. don't know this life exists. Like, right. You know, like, I'm still learning. Like, I just told you guys, like, I've never made a dollar on this. So, like, I can't give you business advice on social media. No, just, like, I personal mean, experiences I, that you've learned along the way. Personal experiences is that everybody you ask will have a different answer to how to handle something. So you're going to have to figure a lot of it out on your own. Something that I think... <laughs> Something that I think was like my biggest um, like advantage was I in I'm really bad with computers, right? Like I'm not like I don't know how to edit or stuff like that. But I found like a couple of apps that I became pretty like fluent in, and I enjoy. It's like a hobby of mine to edit videos for stories mm -hmm. and the details that I put into my story posts. I have a lot of friends with many like you, Sean, multi million followers. Bro, when I show any of my friends like you guys, you're all blown away by how detail-oriented I am. And the consumer has no idea that they're absorbing my details in the stories. Mm. You know, my story views are in the six figures. Wow. My replies are over 5,000. My shares, like, the you know, like you could share a story, are always in the thousands. Yeah, wow. I get six-figure views. I, I always screenshot it because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And so a lot of you guys with all the, you know, 10 million followers, uh, I don't, I've never seen your analytics, but a lot of them. <laughs> You guys don't even a lot of them don't much. touch shit, dude. Yeah, I, I say this all the time. It's it's hard because there was a a, a period of time where people came uh, and were buying fake followers or were buying uh, blue check marks or were buying views. Yeah. Um. And I think right now these platforms have definitely done a decent job at cracking down and yeah. kind of you know getting that under control. But at the same time, they've also inhibited because you know as we say, they're. You, Find us a few. Find us anybody that has a million followers with a million views. It doesn't exist. Yeah, you know the, these platforms don't want you to have all those. views. I have like thirty percent engagement. That's the highest. But that's I've still ever heard. yeah. That's still yeah. incredibly high. I think mine's maybe eighteen. Yeah, that's really. I mean, high that's too. really high. That's really. My, high. But see, I, I have also, <laughs> I've culminated mine because I found out over time. It's like yeah, I could keep my my page public and everybody you know and their mother can fucking share it and all that. But I don't want that. I want to have actual detailed relationships with all the people that follow me and I maybe there so follow them back. Because mm. if I can go through and tell you all 18,000 of my followers or how I met them or who I know them through, I mean, maybe not all 18,000, but at least 15 of them, I can tell you that right now I'm getting a couple thousand views per per post. And, and for somebody on a private page, that's insane. I think what I curated because of my concentration on my stories I don't make hard posts, but my stories have like serious juice in them. Mm. And my stories go viral. But you're not whoring yourself out. You're not no, standing no. behind products. You're no. not pimping shit out. You're no, not trying never, to sell people. Never once you're no. But that's my yeah. point is that people go on to your shit and they appreciate you because of how genuine and organic you are. When you come on and you're like, yo, I'm playing dominoes with fucking $6 million. Check me out. People look at that and they're like, Bro, this is a fucking fan fuck a dream. This is a fantasy of mine. I want to just hang out with this guy for an hour. Yeah. They look at that and they appreciate that because nobody else online is doing that. Nobody's well, living their life like you. Well, I Different. think I think what had happened that was to my favor is because I never hard post, but I put such powerful juice in my stories yeah. that it formed like this cult following. Because everybody mm. knows that as soon as they see like that I have a story up, they're like, watch that, because mm. that's where the that's where the entertainment from Dirty right. Goth Boy brand is. Right. So I think it formed this cult following. They're always like on alert for the video because I never hard post, so they're not worried about looking at my page. They just want to see the story. They're like, we know there's action there and they mm. look. So I think it formed like this cult following. They're like pretty diehard fans. Built a personalized it. brand. Tell them where to find you, man. 
at Dirty Goth Boy, and Boy is B O I on everything Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. Sean Mike Kelly. And I'm Ari Gold, ETH. Well, last thing I want to say hit him. Because every video this happens, I have uh, a mild case of Tourette's. I've had Tourette's my whole life. I love it. So that. I'm always licking my lips and touching my face and moving stuff like fidgeting. I've been fidgeting the whole time. Bro, people try <laughs> to tear people try to tear me apart in these videos. Why do you like, care? I'm like, bro, just Why do you care? That just doesn't make me it doesn't do make care? me feel good. I'm just saying. But again, why do you let it affect you? I, I want to touch on this because look, this entire time I've been fidgeting, moving. I'm I'm the most ADD human being. Like I can't stop. I, there's just something in me that just moves all the time. People you know what I tell people? Me, people look, accuse me of being like a reptilian. They, they bro, I'm little there. Crack these, and <laughs> yeah, people bro. say people always accuse you know me of being them? on drugs. I just have you know Tourette's, bro. Them? It's not that serious. Nah, fuck that. You know what you tell them? I just have more energy. You stop being jealous. Be. Oh, you can't say the bitch part, but you yeah. can say beach. You know? I'm just saying, they accuse me of being on drugs. I just have Tourette's, you know? It's like, not that serious. I mean, I wear sunglasses everywhere, and everybody thinks I'm high all the time, but, yeah. you know. I mean, you are high all the time. <laughs> not all the time. I'm not high right now, you know? All right, guys. We're, right there. <laughs> We're ending it there. Peace. <laughs> Peace.